Hello, my name is Cheryl G, and I would like to welcome you to the Emmaus of Us podcast. This week, we will end a three-part series entitled Defeating the Subtle Attacks of the Enemy. So let's get started and begin this week's episode of Emmaus of Us. The title of this week's episode is Don't Bow Down. We'll be reading from Matthew chapter 4, verses 8 through 11. But first, let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your wisdom, which help us to locate you in every situation. Your love and grace are guideposts that guide the way to your will. We bless you for the things that you have brought us through. We are here today because of the hedges of protection that you have surrounded us with. Thank you, Lord. I humble myself right now. Only allow me to say what the Holy Spirit has given me to say. Not my words, just yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's read Matthew chapter 4, verses 8 through 11. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Throughout our study of Matthew uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, we've learned of ways in which the enemy tries to deceive and attack us. First, he attacks um, who who we are in Jesus Christ or our position in Christ. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Then he tries to get us to step out of provision to cause God to prove his faithfulness. God is always faithful to us in ways we cannot even fathom. Today, we will discuss the third area that Satan uh, seeks to attack. It's our purpose, which is to worship God. I encourage you to hit the pause button here for a second and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal this truth to you. Allow him to remind you of scriptures that point to this and consider its impact based on what the books of Daniel and Revelation reveal about the last days and the world system that the Antichrist will establish after the rapture of the church occurs. Now, let's go back to our text. Um, Satan offers Jesus all the freedom kingdoms in the world if he will bow down and worship him. Jesus responds by saying, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Idolatry is one of Satan's ultimate goals. As the book of Revelation shows us, he seeks to get people to bow down to images and people other than God. These verses are a cautionary word about the need for believers to recognize idolatry and not bow down to it in the last days. Uh, Jesus reminds us that we are to only worship God and serve God. In Matthew 22, verses 36 through 40, when a Pharisee's lawyer tried to tempt Jesus by asking him, Master, what is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is likened unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Church, 
Beware of those who try to entice you away from those two commandments of love. Don't bow down to anything that encourages you to put up flags and markers in their honor and image. You should not worship or serve a man more than God. Beware of false prophets who want the power of God to exert their own will and not God's will. They are extractors with hidden dark agendas dressed in religious legalistic clothing. They lack an understanding of the love and grace of God. Our current times remind me of when Peter confronted such a spirit in Acts 8, um, verses 18 through 23. Let's turn there. And when Simon saw that through laying on the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that is on whatsoever I lay hands, he, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Peter tells this sorcerer to kick rocks because he has ulterior motives for why he wants the power of God. Peter tells Simon that he has neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Peter tells him that the power of God is not for sale. Paul has a similar exchange in Acts 13 verses 8 through 10. But Illuminus, the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? Paul and Peter's response should be the church's response to false prophets in the last days. The church must know who they are in Christ Jesus and discern when God's word, which is love, is being spoken. We must not align ourselves with or make covenants with lying spirits who spew words of intimidation. Like Nehemiah in Nehemiah uh, chapter 2 verse 20, uh, it states, we, the church, must be able to discern who the um, Sambalits, Tobias, and Geshams are and dismiss them because they are, do not truly share in our portion or labor of love. I also have one more example. Uh, let's turn to 2 Kings verse 9, verses 30 through 33. And when Jehu who came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her face and um, tied her head and looked out in a window. And Jehu entered in at the gate, and she said, Has Zemir re, re, uh, peace, who slew his uh, master? And he lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? And there looked... Out to him two or three eunuchs. 
And he said, throw her down. So they threw her down and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses and he trod her underfoot. Notice how contact with Jezebel made people into eunuchs who were forced to serve her purpose. They never questioned her about her character until Jehu came to confront her. Do not be made into a eunuch that bows down to seducing words and lies. Also know that the spirit of Jezebel can be in operation in a man as well as in a woman. Jehu gave them permission to question Jezebel's integrity and offered support to free them from their bondage. They knew that things were not lining up, but they were fearful of her prophets and their false prophecies. They did not know enough about the spirit of God's word to discern truth. Be like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and refuse to bow down. Today, I would like to pray for those who are listening who have not made the Lord their personal savior. Turn to him now because he is still the way, the, the truth, and the light. Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a savior. Come into my life and take up residency in my heart. I declare that through you, I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed this prayer, welcome to God's family. Ask God to guide you to a place where you can worship with other believers and grow in your relationship with Christ. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus of Bus podcast. You can hear more messages at either EmmausAbus.com or at Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. You can also purchase my book entitled Emmaus Abus at EmmausAbus.com. Join me next week for the start of a new series where we will be studying the book of Nehemiah. Have a blessed week.